now that you should understand the country, which is called China, is playing one of the significant roles in terms of globalization and also this global economy. On one hand, not too long ago, the current sitting Chinese President Xi Jinping just got confirmed for the third term of his presidency. Not only that could drastically change this political atmosphere domestically, but also internationally. But meanwhile, some scholars believe that President Xi's continuing presidential uh, power can also change this global agenda. Now, in this episode, let's talk about some of the domestic influence. How about the region of Hong Kong? We know that since 1997, Hong Kong has been officially united with mainland China. However, since Xi Jinping became the Chinese president, now, the power and also the crackdown on free speech and also the freedom of expressions has changed. And for some people, this is not going to make China more popular than ever. So that's why today, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Hong Kong and let's talk about how Xi Jinping continuing using his power to limit the freedom, not only for the people in Hong Kong, but also some of the truth behind his presidential power. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to have our distinguished speaker. It's Mr. Stephen Vines. Again, if you know Mr. Stephen Vines, and he made a high-profile exit from Hong Kong in 2021, and he widely covered by international media outlet, and of course, that his latest book is called Defying the Dragon, Hong Kong and the World's Largest Dictatorship. Now, without further ado, Mr. Vines, and welcome to The Missing Piece. Well, Mr. Vines, I want to get started with the, one of the articles that you published lately, which is entitled Hong Kong's Crackdown on Humor, It's Not Funny or a Surprise. Now, within this article that you dive into, you know, as a journalist myself, and I understand that when we talk about political topics or social issues, it's more engaging and more interesting that we use humor to engage with the viewers and also engage with the readers. But today, within your article, you mentioned everything has been changed because of the presence of the Chinese Communist Party, or should I say, because of the presence, a presence of Chinese President Xi Jinping. Help us to understand what is happening regarding this humor in the political and also in the social atmosphere in Hong Kong. And why do you think it's critical that we need to understand all of this? Well, I think, um, basically, if you look at any authoritarian system anywhere in the world, and I can say this without qualification, one of the things they fear most is being mocked, mm. is satire, is people laughing at them. Because at root, these authoritarians, dictators, whatever you want to call them, are insecure. Mm. They know that they don't genuinely have popular support. Mm. They know that their power mainly exists under the barrel of the gun, as Mao Zedong famously said. So, you know, they believe that as long as they can keep control, their power will last forever. There is no example of a modern dictatorship whose power lasts forever. But, you know, the Chinese Communist Party is certainly trying to change history in that respect. The problem they have with humor is, first of all, 
these people very rarely have a sense of humor. Mm. <laughs> even, you know, even if you go back to the days when they weren't in power, they tend to be rather serious, humorless people. That's number one. But number two, mocking is, they're quite right to say this, mocking is subversive. Mm. If you mock somebody, you make fun of them. You are not directly challenging them. You know, you're not saying down with the Chinese Communist Party. You're not saying overthrow the regime. But you're needling it. And this is something they can't tolerate. So it is a fact that, for example, on mainland China, images of Winnie the Pooh mm. have been banned because a lot of people think that Xi Jinping, who incidentally I never um, describe as being the president of China because his power emanates from being the general secretary or the chairman. It's hard in Chinese to know what the direct translation is of the Communist Party. That's where his power emanates from. The presidency is the is the decorative bauble on top of that. But, uh, you know, the problem is that Chairman Xi Jinping looks a bit like Winnie the Pooh, and he's a rather big fella with a rather big stomach, and, you know, the idea that, that, that there should be a mem of Winnie the Pooh in circulation would make other people, you know, uh, other people where who are used to elections, who are used to the rough and tumble of political discussion, go, ah, I can ignore that. Mm. In China, it results in a ban. Now, in Hong Kong, which has a long tradition of satirical comment and a long tradition of comedy, and as people who speak Cantonese know, it has a long tradition of linguistic games. Cantonese is particularly a useful language for playing on the tones of of words, and I know that anybody who, who can speak a bit of Cantonese will understand what I'm talking about. So, you know, it's something in Hong Kong's DNA where the language is used to mock, to take liberties and all the rest. But what is new is the abolition of humour or the, mm. the attempt to abolish humour. So there was a very long-running um, TV programme on the public broadcaster, Radio Television Hong Kong, which I also used to be presenter for, um, which was immensely popular and mocked people in government, people in the opposition, people all over the place. That, of course, very quickly was scrapped. And the people involved in that programme, not all of them, but the leading characters were fired you now get into ridiculous situations where, for example, um, a, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a film in, in the, in the um, Avengers series was banned in Hong Kong because it was, in fact, I think it's now eight years previously, was actually filmed in Hong Kong. And it's possible that some of the images that crept into the um, film were considered to be mocking of the regime. This is a regime that's perennially nervous. And, you know, if there was any government that was more subject or, or better material for mocking, it's hard to imagine than, than the regime in Hong Kong in particular, because these are people who come from a system, originate from a system, where there was a high degree of liberty, but a very low degree of democracy. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it produced some very colourful characters. Well, most of those have been removed from the stage and replaced by 
people who've had charisma sort of extracted from their person in a very substantial way. The current leader of Hong Kong is a fellow called John Lee, who's a former policeman mm. and he's worked in the security branch. So he's a grim face. And when I say grim-faced, he is a grim-faced character mm. who, you know, if he's ever cracked a smile, uh, I certainly haven't seen it. So, you know, they, they, they're nervous. They're trying to move from a situation where people are accustomed to liberty to one where there is no free speech. So you've got this crackdown going on. You've got it going on in schools, in art galleries where pictures have been removed, in the cinema, in the broadcast media, and of course, in, in newspapers where there is no such thing as a satirical uh, column in any um, published newspaper, although of course online, and Hong Kong has yet to do what they do in mainland China. Hong Kong still has free access to the World Wide Web. Whereas in China, there's the, the famous Great Firewall, mm. which um, circulates around the borders of the PRC. Mr. Vines, again, you sort of touch on one of the crucial points that I was going to make regarding this new executive appointed by the chairman Xi Jinping, which is John Lee. Now, go back to the article that, again, something that one of the interviewers that told or mentioned, and I quote, jokes can quickly peer through all this and nail the lies. And I think today, when we look at this political changes, you know, in reality, Xi Jinping was in Hong Kong not too long ago because for the successor of Carrie Lam, you know, she had everything, but somehow because the COVID situation and also this ongoing protest towards Beijing administration, so she had to resign, you know, we don't have to go uh, behind the details. But anyway, and then, as you mentioned before, John Lee became the successor. And Xi Jinping has not ever been to Hong Kong for several years. But again, being the president or building his presence in Hong Kong, that made a significant signature and point, not only to the government officials, but also to the Hong Kongers. Meanwhile, going back to your point that, let's just say, if Xi Jinping were to be insecure, what do you think some of the reasons that to poses him to be insecure? Because we know that today, when we look at this COVID challenges, look at this economic slowness, look at this disgruntled attitude of the Chinese people, why do you think it's so important that for him to pose to be confident instead of being who he was supposed to be or instead of being more down to earth or tangible to the people, not only in mainland China, but also to the people in Hong Kong? Well, I think this operates on a number of levels. Let's look at the personality of Xi Jinping himself. He is the first uh, re ruler of the PRC 